Welcome to this episode of the Mind of the Escapist podcast. This is a podcast centered around film, video games, television, anime, and more. I'm your host, Terrell. In today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing Evil Dead Rise, which is my most anticipated horror film of the year. And I was fortunate enough to be able to watch this film about nine days early at a premiere event in London. The director was in attendance and we did a Q&A afterwards. And it was a good experience for me because I am a fan of the Evil Dead franchise. And one thing I will say before I get started in today's episode is the next episode that I'll be uploading is me revisiting the Evil Dead franchise. Because before I watched this new film, I went back and watched all the four prior films in the franchise, all which I like um, for various reasons. But I will be getting into detail in the next episode I upload about why I love Evil Dead and why it's been a franchise that has impacted me as I've gone on this journey from about 12 years old through the genre of horror and growing up loving horror. Evil Dead's just been one of those prominent franchises um, for me in terms of my love for horror. So I, I wanted to really delve into why that's the case. So the next episode that I'll be uploading will be revisiting the Evil Dead franchise. And I'll talk in a lot of detail about why I love the franchise then. So in this particular episode, I'm not gonna really talk about my history with the franchise as much because I'll leave it for that episode. But just know that it's my most anticipated horror film of the year. Now the first thing I want to say about Evil Dead Rise before I say anything else, because I'll forget it otherwise, this film has an incredible title card. I'm a sucker for a good title card in a film. I think it's a forgotten part of the art of filmmaking that your title card can say so much about your film or can do so much to kind of set up your audience for the experience they're about to endure. And this film has one of the best title cards I've seen in years. I just want to put that out there. When it happens, like, of, of course, I was watching it with a premiere crowd, a lot of Evil Dead fans, and people were kind of cheering and clapping when, when the title appeared on this film because the way that that title card is revealed was masterful, chef's kiss. But anyway, what makes this film so different compared to the other films in the franchise is that it's got an urban setting. So whereas most of the other films, apart from Army of Darkness, take place in a cabin in the woods, which is kind of that familiar trope of horror, this one actually takes it into an apartment block in Los Angeles, which is a very different setting for this franchise. And the film itself focuses on two sisters, one named Ellie and the other named Beth. And it's about their relationship as sisters, but also the theme of motherhood is prevalent within the story itself. And essentially, Beth has come to stay with Ellie to, to see her kids, which are, of course, her nieces. And that's when hell starts to break loose in a very literal way with the Necronomicon being unleashed and demons and deadites being unleashed. Now, any fan of Evil Dead will know exactly what I mean when I talk about the, the type of energy that permeates through these films. It's a very specific type of energy. It's very hard to find that type of energy in any other film, to be completely honest with you. It's a very unique energy that the Evil Dead films have. And I just want to let you know up front that Evil Dead Rise maintains the relentless energy you'd expect from an Evil Dead film. And it has plenty of gore and plenty of memorable sequences of deadite violence. And the new urban setting provides new ways to unleash the terror of the deadites. Director Lee Cronin uses a lot of familiar objects and household items in inventive ways to create wince-inducing sequences and scares. And he does a real good job of keeping things fresh and varied within this new setting. And he does a lot with a limited location, an impressive amount with that limited location. Primarily, the majority of this film takes place within the apartment itself and the floor the outside the, that of the, that one apartment across the floor of that building. And with those two key locations, he does a whole lot 
including some great scenes that are shot through the peephole of the door, which smartly restricts your view from seeing everything that's occurring on the outside of the floor, but it lets you see enough and hear enough to create some very unique thrills with that. And you know, there's one scene in the trailer with the, the, the little girl, the youngest girl, looking through the peephole and you get the, the scary kind of scene. And I thought when seeing it in the trailer, that would kind of be the maximum of what they would do with that peephole, but they actually do a lot and there's a lot of sequences built around looking through that limited restricted view of the peephole and I thought it was a very inventive way to create scares with this setting. Now a majority of the cast in Evil Dead is children. You've got two teenagers who are probably around about 16, 17, maybe 18 years old and then you've got a younger girl who must be 10, 11, 12 maybe and what I'll say is whereas a lot of films are very restrictive and very protective of younger age children in a horror sense this film doesn't hold back so although there are children in the cast don't let that make you think that this film is going to be playing it safe in any way it does not shy away from putting them in peril and it doesn't pull any punches when it comes to putting them directly in the face of horror and i thought the child actors or the younger actors especially the youngest one were really good in this film there's a lot that goes on their shoulders in terms of delivering the scares and delivering the thrills and the the kind of atmosphere and suspense of a sequence and I thought they all handled it in equal measure. Each of them get different sequences that kind of primarily focus on them and give them a moment to shine within the cast and to kind of carry the movie throughout scenes and all three of them really delivered really well but I have to mention her name. Nell Fisher is the youngest one and I thought she did a great job especially for the type of film that she's in. You know I don't know how much of what was going on around her that she was privy to and, and, and actually saw whilst being on set and you know how much she understood what was going on in terms of the script and what was happening around but either way the performance was fantastic and it was a very believable child performance and I think especially in films like this where the tone can get quite crazy quite quickly and be very intense I think it would have been very easy and understandable for a child actor to kind of get lost within that and then deliver a performance that doesn't live up to the film itself but with all that being said I think she did and I thought it was a very good performance given her age. The practical makeup and effects were very impressive in this film. It's one of the kind of staples of Evil Dead and that has always been a staple of the franchise is the practical makeup effects. They didn't disappoint here and I personally struggled to tell what was practical and what was CGI and I'm saying that as a compliment because there of course would have been some CGI imagery within this film but the lines get blurred to the point where I couldn't really tell the difference and I wasn't really thinking about it as I was watching the film which I think is the ultimate compliment because whatever effects were being shown on screen were just completely believable to me and I was just immersed within the experience itself which is what you would want as a filmmaker especially when you're making a film like this and the sound design was also very impressive very impactful very immersive really draws you in for example when the demons are being summoned out of the book in this film and you've got your typical kind of demonic voices going on and things like that they packed a real punch in the speaker system that really just drew you right into the moment of what was going on and it was very impactful the cinematography of this film i thought was very impressive in terms of the lighting how certain scenes are shot and how certain scares are revealed and going back to what i said about the peephole sequence how that was all orchestrated really well done of course throughout this film you get your signature sam raimi shots of the camera zooming through certain locations whenever that happens you kind of get like this chilling feeling you know because that's such a special aspect of the evil dead films and in terms of sam Raimi in general is such an iconic filmmaking trait that he's made his own 
over time. So to see that, whenever you do see those kind of shots occur, it really does get the adrenaline pumping. And I thought it wasn't overused in this film, actually. I think there's only two scenes where it was used. One time they used it, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek moment. And another time they used it was during one of the key demon deadite summoning sequences. And it was effective both times for different reasons. The horror in this film is visceral and it's intense. And that's exactly what I expect from Evil Dead. And it goes back to what I said about having that specific, very unique style of energy that you'd expect from an Evil Dead film. And it's once this film gets going, you're kind of wrapped up in it till the end. And the intensity rarely ever drops off or even just drops down a little bit. It's kind of full on right until the end. And that's a similar type of energy that the remake had, which I really appreciated in that film, which was this kind of relentlessness to the horror and to the thrills. And it made you feel like you were experiencing, in a positive way, a theme park ride or a theme park experience where you're just going through it. The crowd that I was with were having a blast. There was a lot of cheers, there were a lot of laughs, there were a lot of audible sounds when the violence or the danger and the peril starts occurring in, in various ways with different household ornaments and things like that. Now the location isn't the only new thing within this film. There's some new additions to the lore that Lee Cronin has kind of created within this film specifically. And one of those things, I liked what he did. I mean, this is by no means a criticism. I, I liked what he did and I thought the build up to it and the reveal of it was quite effective. But it felt like it was influenced by The Last of Us Part 2, in my opinion. And I'd be curious to find out whether that was the case because there's a specific thing in The Last of Us Part 2. I'm not going to say what it is because I feel like it would give away what's being done in Evil Dead. So I, I don't want to go into detail about it. But there's a specific thing in The Last of Us Part 2 which... In terms of the thing itself and the design of the creature, I will say, and the location in which you encounter this creature in The Last of Us Part 2, it actually mirrors what goes on in this film in terms of the location and the somewhat design slash concept of what you see in Evil Dead Rise. And I just found that kind of interesting because that was a potential reference point that immediately stood out to me as I was watching the film. And the more I thought about it afterwards, I'm like, yeah, that must be connected to The Last of Us in terms of influence, which isn't a bad thing. And like I said, what they do with this thing in the film, I, I did like quite a lot. And it was quite different for Evil Dead and it was an interesting way to mix things up and keep things fresh for this franchise. What I find quite interesting about Evil Dead Rise and its execution is you've got certain Evil Dead films that are kind of comedy films, you've got certain ones that blend the comedy and horror together and you've got some other ones which are a bit more straight with the horror in terms of you know like say the, the 2013 remake. This one is quite serious with the horror in the sense that it's still a fun and enjoyable film like you'd expect from Evil Dead but I think it really does have a focus to try and execute its horror sequences in a really effective way. So the humour is still in this film. You still get your humorous lines of dialogue and your humorous moments and the film as a whole is still very kind of enjoyable in that kind of roller coaster thrill ride kind of way where you can kind of laugh and have fun with it but at the same time those more intense sequences are paced in a way to really build suspense and to, to, to really amplify the suspense to create something that I think the director is trying to really make scary and I think for the right audience member this will be quite intense and scary to them and in some ways I think it might be, it might have some of the most, the scariest scenes in the franchise to date. The woman that was sat next to me looked visibly uncomfortable whenever the Deadites were on screen and it got to the point where I noticed as we got to like the halfway point and onwards she was kind of looking away from the screen or like looking through her fingers anytime the Deadites were on screen and I'm using that as a way to measure that I do think the scare wise this is very effective and it goes back to that kind of discussion I find very interesting when you look at horror films in general and mainstream horror and mainstream 
horror appeal. And if you look at films like The Conjuring and Insidious, even the It films, which I actually think in terms of mainstream horror, some of the best mainstream horror films ever made, there's a certain checklist of thrills and, and things that people expect from those type of mainstream films. And if you're making a film for a mainstream horror audience, you're almost catering to different sensibilities than what your hardcore horror fans are going to want. And I think this film straddles that line quite interestingly because there's elements in this film that you could say are similar demonic wise and in terms of how the, the deadites are kind of portrayed and shown could be compared to something like the conjuring and how it was done in that film in some ways and because of that i think this film will be able to capture the attention of that mainstream crowd and the people that love those mainstream kind of demonic films but then i think what this film then does is it takes that formula in a way but then presents something that's actually much more visceral and filled with raw horror to the point where I think those mainstream audiences if they do watch this film will be surprised and it will be caught off guard by how scared they actually are because it's a lot more sinister and intense than what say The Conjuring is or Insidious which is a lot more playful with what it's presenting and I just find that really interesting as something to analyse. I think there's a lot of information that can be mined out of looking at how certain audiences react to certain horror films and how people that are more casual viewers look for certain things whereas the hardcore fans look for other things and it's very rare that you get a film that can kind of marry the two things together and satisfy both sides of the coin, both audiences. But I think this is a film that will do that whilst also providing a new type of stimulus for that mainstream crowd where they're actually experiencing something that's got a lot of the tropes if you will for lack of a better term that they're looking for in their demonic possession horror type story but then also has that intensity that they're not used to which will catch them off guard and actually potentially provide an experience that they will find genuinely scary but as I said the comedic undertones are still there and the film is surprisingly funny when it when it wants to be but I do think Evil Dead Rise without a doubt has some of the scariest scenes in the series and it reminded me that Evil Dead itself as a franchise continues to make other demonic horror films look tame and I think that's another reason why I've always loved this franchise and will continue to appreciate this franchise whenever it comes back because it's why I got put off of those kind of conjuring-esque type demonic films is because they became very generic to me. Of course you get a good one every now and then but even within the good ones there's a lot of cliche elements to them. They never really push the boundary too hard they're usually PG-13, 12, 15 rated films. They're rarely ever 18 rated or R rated. And here comes another Evil Dead film which takes that formula, which in some ways Evil Dead started, and then just goes balls to the wall with it, with the gnarly violence, the graphic, visceral nature of it all. And it's refreshing to see this type of horror film done in this type of way. And, it, and like I said, in terms of the energy levels and the relentlessness of it, only Evil Dead can, can do that. And I think that's why this franchise is such an important pillar of the horror genre, especially when it comes to possession and demonic type of films. Another enjoyable element of Evil Dead Rise is the amount of references that are just littered throughout this entire film. It could be references to the franchise itself or other horror films. There's just plenty. For any horror fan with a keen eye, you'll spot things almost in every other scene that are referencing other things. And I thought it was just a very fun way of kind of amping up the kind of thrill factor and just that fun nature of the film by having so many references everywhere my favorite horror film of all time is the shining to go into a little bit of detail of my history with the evil dead franchise the first evil dead film is and i'll elaborate on this more in the evil dead episode that i'm doing next the first evil dead film is one of the first horror films i ever owned on dvd and it's one of the earliest horror films i can remember watching and for a very long time especially back 
then it was my favorite horror film ever and then it eventually got overtaken by the shining and there's a reference in this film i won't spoil it there's a reference in this film to the shining it's a very obvious one when it happens you'll know exactly what it is but to see that reference appear in an evil dead film for me personally it was quite interesting because it's like seeing my favorite film of all time referenced within what used to be my favorite horror film of all time it was just a very cool reference but there's loads and it's very fun to just during the experience start to spot all these different influences and there's even ways that the film i wouldn't consider this like an easter egg but it is kind of like a reference there's ways that the film mirrors the other films and what happens in the lore of the other films but instead of it being in that cabin setting they they find new ways to to mirror the, the imagery of those other films but through the apartment and urban setting in some really cool ways which i didn't even think they were going to attempt to do but then when i saw them do it in the film i thought okay this makes sense and it's kind of cool that you were able to mirror this aspect of the evil dead franchise through this new setting the film itself has a rapid pace and if i'm being completely honest the film felt like it was over too quickly in some ways and that's how quick this film moves and the central the reason why i say it feels like it was over too quickly is because the central sister relationship and how the children play a role in that story it all felt a little underdeveloped in my opinion or that it wasn't fully mindful for its potential which is a shame because i think the director had an interesting starting point for what he wanted to do in terms of this film thematically about the themes of motherhood and family and there are little sprinkles of story and development that come throughout the film but i don't think there was enough of it i would have wanted to have seen more and to have seen those themes expanded a little bit more and the characters developed a little bit more and i understand why the film is the way that it is because he wanted to maintain that relentless energy and that pace and not slow the film down too much which i appreciate but i just feel like it didn't fully reach its potential and i, and I think if there's one thing i would improve on this film it, it is that the the themes of motherhood are honored explored with a bit more depth than they were in the film itself because the performances around it i thought were great like i said the, the child actors and the younger actors were great alicia sutherland who plays ellie the mother who then becomes possessed uh, she was fantastic in fact i think her performance in this film as the deadite is without a doubt one of the performances in this entire franchise that will get remembered the most because it's not just what she does with her voice which is great it's the physicality and how she embodies the deadite when she when she's possessed how her body contorts how she contorts her body and moves her body in specific sequences how she moves her face and her eyes and how she reads lines of dialogue or performs lines of dialogue shall i say and the different expressions she's able to do it's a very kind of transformative performance you know you get the one side of her when you see her as just ellie but as soon as she transforms you can tell how much fun she's having and it's one of those performances that's just so enjoyable to watch because it feels like she's doing new things or adding new elements to the performance in every scene you see her in and i do think in terms of a deadite she might be the scariest deadite in the franchise in terms of what she's doing and that goes back to what i said what you know the director was doing in terms of adding a lot more visceral horror to this film and genuine scares and building up to that but i was really impressed with her performance as a whole and then you've got her sister who's beth who's played by lily sullivan and i thought their chemistry and the chemistry with the younger actors as well i thought that all of that was there i just don't think it was mined enough for its potential which is a shame also the story structure starts off a little weird because this film starts off with a scene in one location and then moves backwards by a day i believe and i can in some ways understand why the director chose to do that because it allowed him to start the film in a specific way and get the film going pretty quickly but on the other hand i don't really see that doing that and structuring the film in that way really added anything else to the 
film so it was kind of bizarre and if anything it just confused me because I, I thought the characters we were dealing with in the very first scene of the film were the same characters that we were dealing with throughout the core of the film I thought it was set further back in time but it's actually not so that just confused me so the structure is a bit strange as well but aside from that I had a great time watching Evil Dead Rise and I can't wait to see it a second time and maybe a third time in the cinema because I really do love this franchise and it's been 10 years since the remake came out and it's, it's been a patient 10 year wait for another Evil Dead film and I just I'm just glad that this film delivered was what I wanted it to deliver really so although I said the script could have been improved by delving into the themes a bit more and the structure was a bit off the things that I actually come to watch an Evil Dead film for which is that visceral intensity the practical effects the sound design the gnarly demonic action the the violence all those things this film does exceptionally well so it delivers on that front and for me the Evil Dead franchise has to be the most consistent horror franchise because what I love about this franchise and once again in the next episode when I talk about the Evil Dead franchise I'll elaborate on it more but what I love about this franchise is each film has its own distinct tone but also aesthetic so every film in the franchise feels different to the last in some way whilst also being very consistent with what the franchise is and I think this is just yet another great film in the franchise I will rank them in the next episode actually but I highly recommend you go and watch Evil Dead even if you've never seen any of the films before and you're just looking for a good fun horror film to watch I highly recommend it and for people that love horror definitely go see this and for people that struggle with horror I dare you to go see this because I think this could be a very effective scary movie for those that are looking for a scary movie and for those that are just looking for a fun time as well in a horror sense this film will deliver that and like I said it was my most anticipated horror film of the year and it didn't disappoint me in that regard I'll say that but yeah that's my review for Evil Dead Rise thanks for listening to the episode if you listen to the whole thing or just little snippets of it I appreciate it in equal measure make sure you follow this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes so follow it on your respective platforms and tell a friend as well come help me out i appreciate it let a friend know about this podcast if they're into films and shit and uh yeah i'll speak to you guys in the next episode